Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And on occasion, I'll be joined by Nick Hansen, Doug Simcock, and Eric Thompson. On this podcast, we want to talk about how to create great work-life balance and epic customer service in the real estate industry. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach, and I'm so excited today because today I have my guest, Corey Whitaker. Corey, how are you? Hello. I'm doing great. Thank you. Know, you. I, have, I have to say, Corey, um, I tell your story a lot because in the, in the ninja installations that we do, um, you're one of the slides. So you take center stage on one of our days when we talk about uh, consistency, we talk about production, we talk about uh, a term called trend benders. And that's where yeah. we know that agents are kind of going along and then all of a sudden they have this massive spike and there's something that they did differently. And so I'm super excited today to have Corey on because I want to have Corey tell her story. And the reason why I think it's important to hear Corey's story is because we have a lot of times agents will, um, they'll, they'll see your story, Corey, and then they'll say to us, oh my gosh, I couldn't do that level of production. I wouldn't have a life. Or that seems like that would be so difficult to where I am now. And what they're doing is they're kind of a painting a picture of where they are. And they're not seeing where they could be in the future. And I think that you telling your story really helps people to understand and identify that, you know, real estate is a phenomenal vehicle to not just have a great income, but also to have a great life. Yes. So that's kind of what I want to talk about with you. So for starters, so when did you get into real estate? What was the, what, when did you start real estate? I started in 2005. I had owned a corporate wellness publishing company for 16 years and we pretty much made all of our money through print products. And then as the internet started to grow in the early 2000s, we kind of saw the writing on the wall and we sold it in uh, 2005. And so that's when I went into real estate. And at that time, uh, you, I believe you were with, you, uh, with John L. Scott, which is a really great yep. real company. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, so you were there 2005, and then as we, we were talking earlier, you kind of you went through the recession, and you had Lena Mall who was stalking you, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's okay. If your dog's shaking, it's, uh, if there's a collar, no worries. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so so Lena, Lena Mall, I should say, is with uh, our Windermere company, Windermere North. She's the owner of Windermere North, and uh, she, you said that she kind of stalked you for a while. Yes. Yeah, she, she was local. I was local. And... She just was eager, you know, second generation real estate person. And I knew her dad and um, mom, of course, and she just would, would come to my opens and, and talk with me there and, and learn about me. She saw me growing my business and wanted to recruit me, but I was I was happy at John L. Scott and I felt loyal to my broker and the staff who 
supported me and helped me grow. Um, but then the down market hit and it just got very challenging. It just, it really felt like a sinking ship. And uh, Lena continued to show up and continued to show me her offerings. And finally, it just became a no-brainer. And I made the switch in late 2011. Late 2011. And you have, you, at that time, you had two young kids. Yep. So you're, you're running, and you also said you were the, the main, the main uh, money earner in your family. And so you had two young kids, you're, you're pulling the load of, of the money and you're going through a recession. How that, what was that all kind of thing? <laughs> that was ugly. It was, it was very ugly. It was hard on my family. Um, it was scary financially. Um, those were not good days. Those were really hard days. And I was somebody with a, a limiting mindset at the time. I'm normally very positive and optimistic and can do, but I made excuses for myself that I could, I could never be a big earner because I had little kids and, you know, I couldn't go out on the golf course and I couldn't go out drinking with, you know, lenders and prospects and so on. And so I realized along the way that I, I was making um, that excuse for myself. Actually, Larry, with Ninja was really um, the time when I realized I needed to not keep those silos separate, but just combine them, work and be a mother and be a partner and be a friend all at the same time. And it was hard, but it, it has gotten a lot easier now um, as I've started to delegate more than, more than it does, delegating and outsourcing has been Right. And, and also, and also I love that you said in harmonizing your worlds, right? So not keeping them separate, but really doing that harmonizing, which is what we talked yeah. about, Ninja. Yeah. My other question is this, is so you came over and you worked, but when you, when you made that move, where was your income at that time? I was making consistently about 250000 a year, um, which was, I think, pretty good in a down market, but it oh, absolutely. was, yeah, it was a lot of, there was no good conversation and during that time, you know, sellers thought their, their, their value should be higher and buyers wanted to buy at the bottom and wanted a crystal ball. And it was a challenging time, but that was, that was a steady 250. And then as the market started to recover, 2013 was the big breakout year where all of those conversations just started to blossom. And there, you know, it was a year of 700,000. And 69 transactions, I think, and just, just burning the candle at both ends. It was, it was, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. Business just spiked. And, and, and in 2013, is that when you, is that when you went through Ninja is in 2013? No, I went through in 2012. In 2012. And so in 2012, uh, you started getting some systems and some processes kind of more dialed in after you took that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, um, there was the suggest, I, I resisted at first the suggestion of so many touches. I just right. thought that was too much and <laughs> I didn't want to bug people and I didn't want to be annoying. And so I pushed back a little bit with Larry on that. And, and that's where we developed a, a fun um, relationship of challenging each other and questioning, you know, process and such. Right. But um, yeah, it was fun. And then, um, yeah, 2013 just exploded. And um, I had been sharing an assistant with the office. Lena saw that the agents were 
very uncomfortable with lots of business and she wanted to help. And people's request was that we have some assistance with transactions and run just running around. And so she came to me and one other agent that were higher producers and asked if we would commit to paying this assistant 10 hours a week so that she could then hire somebody and promise them at least 20 hours a week and that that job would likely grow. And so we agreed to that. And of course, uh, that person was hired and was very busy, very fast. Right. And um, I and I got lucky because she, she was the one that I hired in 2014. <laughs> so you you hired the assistant away from Lena's office. Yes, she did Lena's her say. year. She she did her year, and that was her obligation. And during that time of working for so many people, there were there were so so many times where she would say, "Geez, I wish I could just." work for you. And I said, geez, I wish you could just work for me because she was pulled in so many different directions. Right. Well, yeah. you know, and this is a good, this is a good uh, point that I, I think is needs to be heard is that so you, you jumped up to that 700,000, you implemented uh, the touches and the automation and the processes that gave you that. But then, you know, we always say, you know, the good news is Ninja works. The, the bad news is Ninja works. Um, <laughs> And, and what ends up happening is we have sometimes uh, real estate agents that will have all that success, but now they're trying to do it all on their own. And like you said, it's burnout. Um, and I think you even said you were burning the candle at both ends. You just didn't have time for yourself or your family. Um, yeah, and I also got in, a, I got in a very, very serious accident in uh, May of 2013 and ended up in Harborview. And it was just an eye-opening moment where I realized I just can't do that, right. you know, and it had been, I had been working up to it. I had run a couple red lights and I was so distracted and tired and in my head. And I thought, oh my gosh, Corey, you are going to hurt somebody, pull yourself together. And sure enough, I got in, I was T-boned, you know, I missed a stop sign and was T-boned and, and I just realized that I just can't do that. So I, I took a great family trip. I took my family to Africa that Christmas and then hired Lynette. And um, in 2014 was a kind of a regrouping because we, and I actually dropped to 400, which is, you know, obviously nothing to sneeze at. And I was grateful. <laughs> I know, right? We always say that. We, yeah. Oh my gosh, I went to 400. It's like, wow, yeah. 400. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was, it was a lot of systems and a lot of planning. And then 2015 is when it just, took off and it, I've exceeded a million gross commission every year since. That I, I love that. And you know, what the thing about that that really strikes me is that, um, so you, you, you drop down, but you made an investment. And I think a lot of times what we see is uh, agents will look at an assistant or bringing somebody on as a cost and not an investment to get a return on your investment. And so you, you go to 400 and then all of a sudden the next year you jump to a million. Um, how much is that attributed to the fact that now you have somebody else that's helping you to oh, everything, right? everything. I mean, if I, I, I would say for anyone who wants to take their business to the next level, they need to do that. I mean, as salespeople and business development people and people that are out in the field and connecting with people and listening to them and their needs and going through houses, that's all one lane. And then to have to do the marketing and the forms and the transaction management just completes 
completely takes you out of that lane. The fact that she could pick up all the things that I wasn't as good at mm -hmm. and allow me to keep in the headspace of marketing and sales and people, it made it, it made a huge difference, not only in the amount of business I could do, but how much more attentive I could be to my clients because it was just all about them and she could handle everything else. And now that we've gotten even busier, now I have hired the office transaction manager. So I use, I haven't hired her, I use her. The TC. So that, yeah, the, yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and I use the office social media person. Even though I have Lynette, Lynette now is doing far more customer service. And with our volume, we need that right. so that I can continue to handhold, but also do business development. And then she can step in and handhold where, when I'm not available. Well, you know, you make a great point. And uh, on our previous podcast we did, Nick and I were talking. And one of the things we said is that uh, where we see the really high producers that have great work-life balance, what they do is they have an assistant, they have a transaction coordinator, they have a social media person. But we, we equated it to, you think about a doctor, right? And a doctor's best use of their time is to be with a patient and diagnosing the patient. They're not calling them saying, hey, by the way, you have an appointment next week. They're not right. meeting you at the front <laughs> office, right? But, but that same level of professionalism exists in our business as well. I mean, we have this ability to do such a great job and it's such a big transaction in people's lives. Um, was there anything in your mind before you hired the assistant where you said, oh my gosh, I'm not sure if I want to hire this assistant or were you just like, I'm doing this, this is, I mean, because some people have trepidation, right? They go, they, ha they think about all the what ifs. Did you have any what ifs before you made that step? I like to keep things simple. And um, at, the, at the publishing company, I hired people and I managed some of them and I hated it. I hated managing people. And, you know, so many people didn't have the same work ethic I did. And I didn't, I don't like other people's drama. And I thought, I just don't want to manage another person. I don't want to complicate things. So I wanted to keep it simple and not bring someone on that I knew I'd have to do the administration and figure all that out. And I just didn't want to. And so I was using the office transaction manager and the assistant and, um, and the auto flow. I mean, that was huge, yeah. huge also. I mean, not only delegating to people, but delegating the marketing to the system that was in place was really important too. Um, but that was the biggest thing. I just didn't want it to be too complicated, but with the accident and with the need to better serve people, um, it, be, it was a no brainer. And, and plus, thankfully she was a known commodity. So I knew how good she was. Right. You know, she's very calm and she's just organized and it's wonderful. And this year, just a couple months ago, I hired another person, a buyer's agent for the first time. And that was something else I put off for a long time right? because I didn't want another employee. Lynette's so easy. And I thought, oh, I don't know that I, I'm going to get lucky twice, but um, I started thinking about, I haven't been able to serve buyers very well this year. It's, they're just, it's so competitive and there's been so many listings that I just haven't been able to focus on buyers 
very much. So that was a, a big choice. And, and I was lucky there too. I hired somebody who uh, was a known entity from the office as well, Rory. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, and yeah. right now with the market the way it is, I'm seeing a lot of that happening. A lot of people are saying, oh my gosh, I've never seen so many buyers. And so they're having that challenge of running their listing business and also, uh, you know, being able to give the same level of service to the buyers. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. the thing that on this, I think it's it's so great to talk about is so now, so so you do that, you hire the assistant, then you go to a million and you've been doing a million. And now we're 2020. What did you do this year? Uh, almost double. It's that's crazy. amazing. It's, you know, and that's if everything closes this month. I have 11 pendings and I know um, lenders and escrow are behind. I'm hoping that everything closes as it's supposed to in December. Everyone's through the final stages of you know appraisal or inspection or whatever the case may be. So now it's really just about financing. But that that I just I I don't think that's going to be the norm. I mean it it, it could it just it's crazy. It's a crazy number. And I just think it's this year. And I've heard of a lot of agents who are having their best years ever. Yes. And it, there's just so much transition. There's so many people that are needing to make a move, choosing to make a move to be closer to family. They need more space for remote working or homeschooling or kids in the yard, or they want outside of the city center. I mean, everything we've been hearing about. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing I think is great. I mean, so you double your, so you go to what 1.8 now, right? In 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but here's the thing that I think, you know, we always say this in Ninja, there's always a market. No matter where you are, there's always a market. And if you run your systems and you run your processes as you've done, you're yeah. going to be that person that takes advantage of that market that exists, right? Well, and the thing is with the systems in place, it's, it's easy. I mean, it's, it's not a cakewalk. We work hard. We work. Right. But I'm, I am, I am not working any harder. I'm taking less time and making more money because I have systems in place. I've spent so much time out of town this year because we're allowed to work remotely, no open houses on the weekends. Right. We have, a, I'm on Decatur Island right now. Yeah. And it's, it's been great because with, boots on the ground at home and great systems in place and being much better about setting expectations and, and very consistent, frequent communication. Nobody feels like I'm not available. And yet we're doing double the, double the gross sales. It'll be right. almost, it'll be 79 million in gross sales this year if everything closes. Well, and I know there's a quote that we use on the slide from you that says that uh, you, you worked, uh, you, you worked less making more money than you did yeah. when you, you worked harder when you did the 250 than you do now because of yes. the systems, because, and you said it, the auto flow that uh, let's give Lena credit. I mean, yes, gosh, sure. I that auto flow. Um, and then uh, just, and having the assistant and building the business and the team to handle, you know, to handle the amount of business that you're doing. The partnerships that I have, I mean, Lena is invaluable. I mean, she has so much credit in this and Lynette is invaluable and Lena's staff who helps. And now transaction management, Megan and Michelle and social media. I mean, the people that I'm surrounded by 
I am so blessed. And I have an amazing stager and a great photographer and a host of vendors that are loyal because I give them so much business. So they always will fit me in and they serve my clients really well. And it's just, I just, I'm just so grateful. I can't hardly believe it some days. Well, and I love it. And I know this is everybody's listening. They can't see us, but uh, we actually can see each other. And you have a great smile on your face. I love how genuine <laughs> and authentic you are. Um, and the other thing, I would, and so I would say this too, is that you have, a, uh, how do you feel about your work-life balance from where you were to where you are today? It sounds like it's going well. It's going so well. I, I, I have time for my family. I, I take evenings off. You know, I never, I used to, I used to work probably 60, 70 hours a week. Now it's a comfortable 40. I love you know? it. And, and yeah, and and Lynette and Rory, they um, they have a good life balance too and a good income. And I want them to be getting exactly what they want from the deal as well so that they continue to be eager and helpful and everyone's being paid well and has lots of flexibility. So it is, it is definitely doable and you, it, you don't have to work your fingers to the bone to get there. I did do a lot of hours, but I think a lot of that was being in the down market. Yeah. Well, and you got to put your time in and you got to put your effort in, you know, hard work, they say pays off. The other thing I know that Lena says about you is just this great mindset of abundance you know, and success breeds success. So the fact that you're successful and you're helping uh, people on your team be successful, and that all comes from that mindset of abundance and not scarcity, where you said, you know, in the earliest stages, you were kind of in that scarcity, and then you transitioned through learning some ninja philosophies and working with Larry to move to abundance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The go-giver concept, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be greedy with my information or I'm not going to be competitive. In the beginning, it was it was easy to feel competitive just because I am a driver and I am a salesperson. And I started out with a little bit of the win-loss mentality. And now I am very much a let's make this work for everyone involved. What's it gonna take? You know, and if and if somebody approach if a client is different than that, then I refer them. Yeah, yeah. You know, the great thing about where you are is you can really select what you want to do and when you want to do it. Right. Right. I never thought that would happen. I remember hearing in the early days, people would say, you can choose your business someday. And I thought, no way. I would never say no to somebody. Yeah. But now I now I see who's going to be a an energy suck, you know, or negative. And I don't need that. You don't need that. I, and I love that you said that because people do say they go, well, there's there's no way I could do that. But there is. But it's is. being smart about your business. So I want to kind of finalize with this first. Congratulations on the great 2020. And I just I got to tell you, I know you're going to just continue on into 2021 and keep going. And you've just seen this great growth. Um, but here's what I would ask if the listeners that are out there right now, whether they've been in the business for a while or they're brand new, what were kind of two things that you would kind of hang your hat on to say, OK, these are the two things really that allowed me to really do the things that I'm doing now. I would say uh, delegation and along with that outsourcing, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I do best and outsourcing the rest. That's the biggest thing, including auto flow, including um, bookkeeping and everything. Right. And, yeah. um, and the second thing would be consistency. 
I have systems. I work my systems. Um, I have a strong work ethic. I, I work every day or, you know, a little bit some days, right? Pretty much every day. I mean, it's just, you show up consistency. I show up and I'm, and I'm prepared and professional. And that's something that I've talked about with Larry. He's mentioned before, I think in his presentations is consistent professionalism yes. will result in referrals. Even one time you show up unprepared or one time you swing by, oh, excuse my yoga pants, I'm coming from the gym. You know, you, you could lose referrals that way. So consistency is key with referrals and I'm very consistent. Yeah, I would say, uh, Larry calls that also too, he calls them moments of truth, right? And every touch point that we have with somebody is a moment of truth where they make a judgment about us and mm -hmm. either, okay, I'm on board. You're phenomenal. I can't believe the experience. It's, it's amazing. And you made me feel great. Or it's like, ah, wow, you kind of put in half the effort today. And yeah. Or you say something inappropriate and you think, okay, even though you do that with your friend, is your friend going to wonder if you'll do that with their boss? Right. And you just even with your friends, even with your, your family, it has to be consistent and professional. I mean, people probably think I'm a little uptight about that, but I do attribute my success to being consistently professional. Well, and I think it goes back to what I talked about earlier. I mean, if, if I have a doctor and the doctor is a friend of mine, they're not going to say, just pop over to the house and we'll just check you out. I mean, they're going to say, hey, you need to make an appointment. And yeah, to, that's a good point. You know, and you need to come into the office and you need to yeah. go through the procedure. We're going to ask you questions. I mean, and I think, and I love that you say that. It's, you know, this is a very uh, high level professional uh, industry and business, and we should all run it that way. And when we do, as you have done, uh, the fruits of the labor are amazing. Yes. I mean, I love that it's limitless potential and I never thought that I could continue to make the same money or better and work less. That just wasn't, I just didn't think that could happen, but it's happening. So it's I love cool. it. Well, Hey, I want to say, I want to say thank you so much for doing this interview. Um, I was so looking forward to it and I got to talk to Lena and I said, Lena, when you talk to Corey, will you ask her if she'll do this podcast with us? So uh, thank you for doing it. Thanks for um, having me. And anything you want to say to the listeners before we're done? Any, any, any uh, little words of wisdom or little what I call golden nuggets? Um, I would just say, just do it. I mean, people, I think real estate agents often, um, you know, want it to look a certain way or um, are over controlling. Um, you know, we, I remember in the early days, I just wanted to plan everything and have everything organized before I actually went out into the world and started talking about people's largest transaction in their lives. And you can't, you just have to get out there. And I yeah. just say, you know, don't overthink it. Just get out there and, and meet people and track and study the data. The data is huge. I'm so grateful to Windermere with the data that, that they turned out, especially during COVID, uh, Matthew Gardner, um, K, you know, KCM. All, all the market, all uh, the market knowledge, right? That just, that kept me working because right. I had something to say. I didn't know what to say. And so I studied that, I listened to that, and then I had something to say to people 
and, even, and I'm not, it's not my words. I'm saying, look what the data shows. Right. Exactly. What do you think of that? So it was great to have that. Well, and it goes back to your work ethic. It goes back to being professional. It goes back to being the most knowledgeable. And, and because of that, you become what we call a category one, right? You're the choice for your clients, which is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I want to say to listeners, thank you for listening. I hope you found this uh, uh, insightful. Um, Corey, if somebody wants to reach out to you or ask you questions, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, no problem. Um, Corey Whitaker at Windermere would be All great. Right. Happy to Corey help. Whitaker. Perfect. Corey Whitaker at Windermere.com. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much. If you like this podcast, please feel free to share it out. Uh, and let us know if we're, if we're on, on, on the mark. And I would just say, everybody, hey, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Thank you so much. Well, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you found it useful or helpful, please feel free to share it and also give us a rating. Also, if you think that Windermere Coaching might be right for you, please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com. And we'll end by saying this, be awesome and help someone. Make it a great day.